Thanks for listening to this episode of Two He's in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we had Steve in office. If we did a short teaser Instagram video. Yeah, it won't be there for long. Yeah, it won't be there for long. <laughs> but uh, we might start doing that more. Uh, so you can join us for like maybe the first five or ten minutes of an episode live. And then... And I'll, you, make, I'll make a point to keep an eye on my phone and uh, answer any questions or any interaction that you might have. Absolutely. Um, but we had Steve on to discuss Warrior Wrestling 7. Warrior Wrestling 7 has happened Friday, December 13th. We'll get into the whole entire card. We'll get into just the insaneness of the talent that is being brought. We'll get into his, ba- his basement wrestling league. And we get into a bunch of more holiday Thanksgiving stuff and random random stuff. Yeah, so. talking about holiday, I think it's 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 time to give thanks, Charlie. It's time to give thanks. So we actually Chris went back into the Wayback Machine, and we would like to give thanks to every single guest. We're not a guest driven podcast, but we've had our <laughs> quite a few guests. We sort of are, Jessica. I mean, we, we, inv- we invite people to come, like promoters that, that were mm-hmm. covering their show, doing a snack size. They're more than welcome to join us. Yep. We also like to talk to other wrestling fans, and we've had a share of them. And yep. sometimes we get lucky and get wrestlers. We don't try to hunt them down, but if they're down to podcast, we'll, yeah. we gladly have them on. We will not be like, hey, we're going to give you all the... And it, it's cool if podcasts do this. I'm not trying to, to, to thrash them, but we're not going to give you all the most exclusive interviews we're going to give you interviews from people that we probably know or have talked to right and, and, our, and yeah. our goal is to just amplify their voice and be heard yes. by other people and getting get to know them and you know grow their following base or whatever because we we're cool with them we might have talked to them at a previous show or whatnot uh but yeah we're not here for the scoops or that t- we're not that type of podcast and yeah so we'd like to give thanks to all of the guests that we've had on so i can just and and because you know, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and we're in the thankful spirit. We're extremely grateful that you're taking time out of your day or what well, maybe you're listening to us while commuting to just listen to us. I think we, you, Chris, would echo that. That I agree. We're just extremely thankful that we at least have somewhat of an audience. Um, so these are the people we'd like to thank. This is a going all the way back it's, so, to the so, bottom of the so SoundCloud that, page. I, I'm going to let you... Uh, Decipher this one because when I was looking at guests, right, the first, the very first episode of Two Heels in a Face was you, Matt Reed, and Jim. Yes. Um, there I, was no, I didn't even know who, uh, did no, I know who Chris Romero yeah, was? Yeah. I was, we, but I, I think didn't know I was the on. intricacies of Chris Romero. <laughs> right. Uh, before Two Heels in a Face, you guys had what? What was it called? Do you remember? It, the podcast before was called Layeth the Matt Down, produced by Matt Reed. Produced by Matt Reed, and I was merely upon. And no, <laughs> I, I started as like a special guest and then we tried to make it this thing and then it didn't become this thing. Right. So the yes. first episode, it was Matt Reed, Jim and, and Charlie. So I put Matt Reed and, and Jim as as a guest, but founders, list. founders of Two Heel in the Face. Yeah. Give, give them credit where credit is to founders of Two Heel in the Face. So yeah, I would like to thank Matt Reed. We'd like to thank Jim Welsh. Shortly after we had Greg Nasty. Our friend Greg Nasty. New Japan connoisseur. Yes, Japanese wrestling, Joshi, yeah. Japanese wrestling yep. kind of store. Uh, Ace Martino, Wrestling Perfection. Martin Carrillo from Wrestling with Unicorns. Yep. And, and if any of these names pop at you, the episodes are available. Just heads up. Paco. This hash- is, so talk, pa- talking about Paco in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Here he was in our fifth guest 
episode. I maybe? guess. So maybe he's in the like early ten episodes of yeah. Two Heels in a Face. Absolutely. Hashtag push Paco. Trent Zuberry from AEW. Louis Lomelli. Louis Lomelli is a friend of mine. Hector Moreno. Yeah, he's my friend too. Who? We follow each other on Snapchat. Louis Lomelli? Yeah. Oh, okay. Snapchat friend. <laughs> friend of the pod, Louis Lomelli. Hector Moreno. Uh what is, I, I mean, I what is him. there to say? I miss him. I miss him too. <laughs> uh, the real Jeremy Zaha, Matt Nix, Tony Rican, Tony Rican, the average gourmet guy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, better probably known as average gourmet. Um, Jessica Havoc, after winning the AEW Women's Belt, Hank three one two, or better known as Hank from Busted Open Radio. Yep. Brandy Rhodes we pre pre AEW pre yeah AEW. Uh, Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. Andy Two Juice Long. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. We go from Andy Chelsea Green to the upgrade of Andy Two Juice Long. Yes. Deanna Perrazzo. Basil Mahmood. Basil Mahmood. Ashley White. Ashley White, WWE Superfan. GPA. Mm-hmm. Oh, Unfortunately. That's what, that's what we had him on a phone in, right? We had him on phone in. Mm-hmm. Kelly uh, Klein. Kelly Klein. And the repeats here. So this is where Hank comes back. Hank threw in two again. Thank you. Uh, I Candy Elliot and Pamonix. The unfortunate pairing. Steve from Warrior Wrestling made his first appearance. Mm-hmm. And followed that by Trent. Trent again. Hank and Nerd, Incidental Nerd. Uh, it's when we did the the co-episode at, at the Chuck Colorado Compound. Yes, yes, <laughs> my place in Little Italy, yes. Ethan Page. After winning the... Buffet Bracket? Buffet Bracket. Yep, you got voted on as... Uh, as the favorite superstar there. The Twisted Sisters. Twisted Sisters. Our friend Pac. Project Monix introducing the project at this point. Yeah, we need to have him on again, and we will have him on again. Uh, Dr. Keith Lipinski. That was a one-on-one with you, right? That was one-on-one with me. Gringo Loco and Isai. Gringo Loco and Isai, a very fun episode. Jim again. <laughs> Jim Walsh. <laughs> Our oh. friend Jim again. He came back. Uh, Nick Swinky. Kevin Harvey. That's right. Mm-hmm. Him and I had a discussion. And Kylie Ray. I think this is when she was coming back from her Japan injury. Yes. Yes. She was rehabbing. Mm-hmm. BJ Mendelson. Steve again from Warrior. Ryan, the Cactus King. Very, very fun episode. A lot of energy in that man. He does not stop. He moving. loves wrestling. He loves wrestling. <laughs> the Backstage Boys, where we introduced the Hot Tag episodes. Yep. Backstage Boys podcast. Check them out. Steve from Warrior Wrestling again. And Alan Perez. Alan Perez, friend of the pod, friend of Chris, friend of myself. Sarah Joy Chaki from Sarah Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. <laughs> Sarah and Marty Love Wrestling. Uh, Steve from Warrior again. Chris Castro. Uh, then we had a multi-guest episode. Hank 312, Incidental Nerd, Geeket and Richard. Yep. That's when we recapped the, the year 2018. Mm-hmm. The real Jeremy Zaha was then there for two of the three episodes of the YouTube rabbit hole. Kyla Ray once again. Uh, then we had uh, James Russo from Freelance Underground. Had a two-parter with him. And Steve. Steve from Warrior Wrestling. Hank once again. And Jeremy Saha once again. Mm-hmm. The real Jeremy Saha. Then we brought in Cello, Cello Pro Management, Mappa Calling, and D-Ray. Yes, grateful for them, thankful for them. One of my favorite episodes was Laney Luck and GPA. So now we're kind of like on episodes of... The, we've been on episodes from this year a little bit. Uh, Steve again makes an appearance. Our friend Richard. Richard. 
Richard's power rankings. Richard's power rankings. Uh, Nate Speckman. Ref Nate, Nate Speckman. Ref Nate Speckman. Thank you. James Russo again for Freelance Underground. D-Ray and Carlos Gali. Um, not at the same time. Not at the same time. <laughs> they were both phone-ins. Uh, we're promoting different shows there. Mm-hmm. Richard again with the power rankings and Steve for more wrestling. Uh, followed by The Polish Rob. Polish Rob. The and Backstage Boys again. Uh, Matt Nix. James Russo. Marty DeRosa from Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. James Russo comes back again. This time he brings Andy Two Juice. That was fun. Uh, once again, Steve promoting the show. Elena Black, Blair Onyx, and Missa Kate. Val Capone. And then Thunder Rosa and Tony Nas. And then we just had Steve. We're thankful for all those guests. We, yeah, Steve is on here a lot. But hey, man, he's a really fun guy to talk to. But yeah, thanks for sticking with us through that. The, the point of reading it off is to once again let you know we've talked to these people they have stories they tell their stories you should go listen to them if you haven't but we're just thankful that they were willing to spend their time sitting down and talking with us because time is the most valuable thing is it not chris that's true and a lot of these were in person a lot of these were in person and they were extremely fun and we've built a relationship with these people and there's going to be more to come that's right. We got to make a 2020 list soon, and we're going to have some other people on. We got to have Monix back again. That's one I definitely want to put on there. Yeah. We're going to have some people. We're kind of scheduled right now to talk to Isaiah, hopefully, before the end of the year. Uh, Isaiah's cannolis. Isaiah's is the definition. <laughs> Isaiah's cannolis, the dessert. The dessert the and dessert. the definition, Velasquez. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Who, who do you want to see in 2020? Yeah, well, let us know. Mm-hmm. Paco, if you're listening to this. We're coming for you. <laughs> We're coming for you, Paco. Paco. Round two, Paco. We want it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's jump into our conversation with Steve. Yes. And um, again, any guests that you know you want to see in the pod, let us know. Please do. Oh. Cheers. Salute. Cheers, gentlemen. To wrestling. Okay. To warrior wrestling. To warrior wrestling. Thank you very much. Seven. All right. Are we good? We're good. All right. Um, um, well, Steve, you get actually a peek of what the agenda looks like. Ooh, I've never seen the agenda before. Yeah. Usually they just surprise me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it's like rapid it fire. <laughs> just a word doc. <laughs> Everything I've ever made in my life is a word doc. <laughs> yeah. That's where the magic happens. Yes. All right. So we're wrestling seven happening on Friday December 13th. Woo-hoo, Friday the 13th. Friday yeah. the 13th. 7 o'clock. Doors are at 7. Fan Fest. Doors are at 6. Bell's at 7. Okay. Fan Fest is 5. Fan Fest is 5 to 6.30. Okay. Cool. Yep. And uh, are we back at the gym? Fan Fest is back in the smaller gym. So we moved it to um, the cafeteria area last show because it yeah. was late August, early September. And the year before, for All In... It was 95 degrees and balls oven hot in the other gym. So we put it in the cafeteria, which is air-conditioned this past show. Now it's December. We don't need the air conditioning. So we're back in the gym. It's great to see you, by the way. It's great to see you guys. Are you you excited for 7? 
Yes. Same amount of excitement. Where is your excitement level fall for seven? You know, it's funny. So Eric and I have joked about this. Eric sends his love, by the way. He wanted yeah. to come tonight. It is lit. A, well, A, they have two toddlers. And B, it is literally his wife's birthday. I just uh, sent her a gif, and she sent me back a thank you for the creepy gorilla gif I sent her. Okay. Wishing her happy birthday. <laughs> so uh, happy birthday, Christina, both on happy Instagram birthday. and on the pod. Mm-hmm. So uh, Eric and I were talking a couple weeks ago that we are incredibly excited for seven, but seven came together so easily easily okay that it almost like it we had a long lull of yeah. like we put seven together we knew what it was all the matches came together everybody said yes we booked all the travel and then we've just had like the last eight weeks to just kind of sit around which is weird mm-hmm. and we're kind of waiting for something to go wrong because something always goes wrong every show and we had a minor go wrong today that i alluded to for you guys but um yeah but yeah no we're pumped i mean match wise sometimes i'm telling the card to people and i just stop and go Oh my God! This is our card. Like yeah. Will Ospreay's on our Minoru Suzuki is making his second North American appearance ever at our gym wrestling Tom Lawler. Yeah. How did the like? Okay. How did the New Japan connection come about? You know, bring in like a quarter of the roster here, right? Like every Gaijin wrestler <laughs> and a couple of Japanese as well. So um, a couple of the guys we've already had, Lance Archer we've worked with before, mm-hmm. great relationship with Lance. And, and frankly, I think having that great relationship with Lance opened the door to a lot of other people. Okay. Whereas Lance literally left Warrior Wrestling 6, went on a New Japan tour and told a bunch of guys like, hey, look, when these guys come knocking, you, you got to listen. Yeah. And so there were people that we had reached out to in the past that we just got nothing from. And then once Lance went by so and said that word. we're nice. legitimate, all of a sudden everybody answers your emails and your DMs, yeah. <laughs> which is really, really cool. So that, that's the importance of treating people well. So I think, honestly, that relationship with Lance opened the door. Yeah. What do you think the difference is um, when, like, I mean, I've seen wrestlers tweet out about how they love Warrior, but, like, what do you think the difference is? Like, why... Why did Lance give that that great uh, review to you? Like, you know, do you, yeah. I, I don't think it's anything. For us, it's nothing that we wouldn't do any other way. Okay. Like, if we host a conference at the school. So, I'm the principal of the school, for those who don't know. If yeah. we host a conference, if we host Yeah, by the way, Steve people, is here from Warrior Wrestling. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> we didn't even do an intro no, for the podcast. No, we didn't do it. People know me. Jumping in right I, I practically This is your, like, like 14th yeah. appearance. People yeah. know you by now. Yeah. yeah, I'm like Steve Martin hosting SNL. This is my 85th time. <laughs> okay. Um, can you remove those gloves? They're oh. blocking the product. That's oh, what the Ray's saying. Oh my. Those are my gloves. Oh, they keep me warm. So anyway, <laughs> um, so when we have Warrior Wrestling, we treat it just like we treat any other school function, right? We try to take care of people. Mm-hmm. We provide food for people. We welcome people. We give them lots of information, whatever. We just did what we would normally do for anything. Well, it turns out for the vast majority of independent wrestling experiences, that is not the case. And everyone told us that. And we're like, I don't know. We just doing how we do so it's just hospitality yeah just being a good host okay and like i don't think we do anything I mean, particularly the, well the organization of a school and the background and the people that are around you yeah versus you know a promoter who's been doing it the old way for so many years or whatever yeah and i think that's it too we approach it like a school function more so than like ah, i'm a promoter trying to make a buck running a wrestling show at this bowling alley or whatever yeah and so everything we try to be organized i remember jordan grace tweeted a picture right we give a packet to every <laughs> uh, talent with like all the information wi-fi who to know hotels and when the bus is leaving etc and jordan grace took a picture after one of our shows and tweeted it out and she's like like the guys from this high school run a better ship than you know ninety percent of, of promotions out there, which I appreciate. But again, we're just doing how we do. So yeah. if people like it, great, and we're, we'll keep doing it. But if there's ways we can get better, we'll do that too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, long story short, I think we just treat people well. It's okay. the moral of the story for all things in life. I think you can get far by doing that just in life. And then yeah, yeah. look at look at 
the benefit it pays. You know, someone puts in a good word, and then yeah, yeah Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, right. Will Somebody Oscar. puts in a good word, and all of a sudden, <laughs> the scariest human on earth flies in to hang out. Like I don't know how to. I I don't know how much English Minoru has. I don't. Like, yeah. I I mean I know he's a nice person, but he's so scary. It really is. Like yeah. I feel like I'm just gonna be like your your room's over there, sir, and just stay out of his way. Just put caution tape around it. Yes. Like, <laughs> just have like have him like Goldberg in the old days, surrounded by cops walking around Minoru Suzuki. Cool. Um, the card is yeah is like more ridiculous than it has been. <laughs> right. um, is there anything new? Uh, beside, like logistically happening, or is it really just like, you know, uh, same kind of show, but just like different talent? Yeah, I, I think um, the only logistic change is we're doing FanFest back in the gym. We may run, we just added a, a match today, uh, Dan Housen versus Riley McGuire. Um, oh, so, that, right? Dan so Dan it's Dan now Housen. Warrior yeah. Wrestling so, Sevenhausen, is what we're <laughs> calling it. Um, we might run a, sh- a match, a pre-show match, just because given the time that we have. Right. We also, and I can't spoil it all here tonight because it's still a lot of it's in the works. We have a couple of big surprises coming at, at Warrior Seven as well, just as far as guests and things. So mm. with with all that's happening, we might run a little early. We might bump a, a match to pre-show or something like that. But otherwise, the guts of it will be the same. I mean, the how same. can you have surprises with the card that you have? I, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's. I don't know. We just and fall backwards. We, we haven't even stuff. talked about Kurt Angle being the house. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Angle, <laughs> Olympic gold medalist, the guy who I pretended to be in our basement wrestling league in the year 2000, where I wore America American flag boxers, an old Fourth of July T-shirt, and my ba- red, white, and blue basketball medals around my neck yeah. to wrestle as Kurt Angle at the Vega family basement. He is now coming to Warrior it, Wrestling Seven yeah, in the BWL, the backyard, back basement wrestling. League. I don't know that we had a name for the league. It was okay. just like. The thing, because like we yeah. didn't we didn't talk. We didn't want the parents freaking out that we were getting hurt and everything. Right, and, right. But we just you know like go over to Andrew's house next week Friday. We're doing the thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what so. was your ring setup? Because I used to do basin wrestling as well. Mine was a mattress with a like camping sleeping bag over Ooh. it, and then like a turnbuckle was a chair. And like, what, describe your re- back your basement wrestling. So setup. we weren't even that fancy. It was okay. just the basement floor. And, and oh, so, that's hardcore. Oh, God. And, and we thought we knew how <laughs> to take bumps and that. roll and whatever, but we didn't. And then there were, like, my buddy's crazy cousins who, like, one, took, one guy took a bump through a coffee table, and they set up, like, a cork board. And the cool thing was was that no one would tell anyone else what was coming in their matches. So, like, you'd have your match, everybody else would watch, and then everybody would take a break, and then somebody else would have their match. So no one knew the spots, so to speak, that were coming in the other matches. You just called it on the flyer. Well, no, you might have called it on the flyer. You might have had big spots, but you didn't tell the other guys. Oh, okay. So, like, when so-and-so, when Cousin Robbie went through the coffee table, everyone's like, oh, my God, they killed Robbie. And, all right, so real quick, we're, we're deep into it now. Yeah. Down in the Vega family basement, there was a closet with, like, the um, like the furnace and the humidifier and whatever. Yeah, sure. They used to, the Vega brothers who hosted it, used to bring in, like, surprises and hide them in the furnace closet, like, before anyone got over there. So, like, like they, they being under the They gimmick the ring, basement. They gimmick the basement. <laughs> so in the middle of, like, the biggest match, all of a sudden, the furnace door opens, and out walks your buddy Anthony, and you're like, what? And then he hits somebody with a chair, and you get the finish, and everyone's going nuts, because he's been in the freaking furnace room for three hours. Anthony <laughs> was in the furnace room for three yes. hours. Yes. No one, and no one knew. Yeah, poor kid must have, they may have to give him a granola bar, and he just sat there. <laughs> Waiting for the bump against the door or whatever the hell the cue was. Oh, my God. So anyway, we've gotten deep into the Tinley Park Basement Wrestling League. Uh 
But um, they're not related to Davy Vega, right? No, totally no, no, no. unrelated Vegas. Okay. At least as far as I know, I'd have to ask Davy. <laughs> okay. But um, all that to say, when I was wrestling in that league, Kurt Angle was my guy. We each got to pick two guys. I had Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, and awesome. now one of my guys is coming to Warrior Wrestling. Are you gonna, have you told him that story? You're going to tell no, him. No, so I've only talked to like his handler, uh, like his dude. So I will not actually see Kurt himself until day of. Okay. Warrior Wrestling ten, Shawn Michaels. Keep don't an eye out. Oh, my. You know what? <laughs> I don't know what kind of deal he's on with WWE. He no. can maybe make an appearance. Yeah. Hey, put it out there in the universe. If you're listening, HBK. <laughs> if you're on Instagram, watching our live. What do we have, like three people, four people? Feed. It's uh, Derek and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting off of it accidentally, so I miss all the comments. Okay. But, you know. Um, I'm, I was going to ask you about what is your interaction been with Kurt Angle and, like, you know. Have you dropped in like any itch trues along the way? No, but, but I'm saving them all up for Friday. You're saving them all, so you haven't yes. responded back to his handler via email. Like we have this for Kurt. We have we'll Kurt at his own table, and and you haven't responded. Oh, it's true. True, it's damn true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we've okay. not. I don't know how much his guy knows wrestling. Okay. So I feel oh. like it might be a, li- a little lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt's booked through a guy named Dave Hawk, who's really, really cool, but he's like an Olympic power lifter, and he like books a lot of professional athletes out of Pittsburgh. So I don't know that he's sure. a big wrestling fan himself. Okay. Um, but I can, I can see what kind of you know nudges I can drop, see what he picks up. Yeah. If he smells what I'm cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so you've Nine had eight months. To, oh, how, how, sorry, not eight months. How many months did you say you were sitting, you were kind of like waiting after the card was announced? Oh, a couple months. So a we, couple months. So we had Warrior 6, August 31. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we had Warrior 7 basically booked by like three weeks later. Yeah. Completely like, with like everybody confirmed, like flights booked, and we were just kind of sitting on it. And we released talent through early October and then matches at the end of October. And we're just kind of hanging out now. Okay, cool. So that's how. Yeah. What's the what's the marketing game plan? Is it just to spread it out, or is it to just keep reminding people? Yeah, um, I think the thought was get it out there early. And we actually had some contractual. Last time I was with you guys, I had mentioned and alluded to we had some contractual confinements with Osprey because right. Osprey is only in the states like five times a year. He only, the, and of those four are New Japan shows, and so he had a New Japan show in San Jose on November 9th. So we could not uh, say that mm-hmm. we had Will Osprey until November 9th. The thinking being that if people were going to travel to see Osprey in San Jose, we didn't. New Japan didn't want to step in on their toes. Got so it. we had to space everybody else out, announce all the other matches, and hold that until the morning of November 9th. And I thought it was pretty 9th. clever, the, the hints then, that you guys kept putting out there. Like it, kept, it kept people engaged. Yeah, so we can't say we have Will Osprey, so we'll just drop clues yeah. you know, every couple days what, for two a, or three weeks. It was right. a total of four? Yeah, we did four clues, or three big clues, and then the silhouette. Yeah. And so at the silhouette, most people got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like the kind of the quaffed in the hair yep. kind it of thing. It was just a cut out of Will Osprey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And some people made some ridiculous guesses at that silhouette where we were like, it's clearly Will Osprey. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's not shaped like anyone else. So you weren't else. trying to be, like, too mysterious. You just couldn't say anything. So it was kind of like... Yeah, we're gonna kind of let you know what this is, but not really. Let you well, know we what started it is. super obtuse with the clues. The first okay. clue was a, a picture of Control, which is the good guy, like fake CIA from the show mm-hmm. Get Smart. The bad guys are called Chaos. Okay, so we're like, all right, here's Control. If you knew, if you knew Get Smart, you're like the bad guys are Chaos. All right. The second one was the barcode from the video game Hitman. Great game. So thinking like Assassin. Assassin. So Chaos. And he's the assassin, aerial assassin. The aerial assassin. Right. The third one was the logo of the British Royal Air Force. See, I didn't know what that was. I was just like, what? why is there a target? Why yeah. am I staring at a target? I <laughs> yeah. didn't know that. So the thought was like, for like British flying like 
all right, if the word's British and fly, if you if you can get that, but you can't get Will Ospreay. So then the fourth one was here's the silhouette. Right. And okay. some people put it together after two two clues, and we're like, oh damn, we just, we just can't say anything. Yeah. But most people didn't get it until the silhouette came out, and then everyone's like, oh, I totally knew it. I was like, yeah, exactly. Sure. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cool. So I think we're gonna dive. Let's see. Should we dive into the card? Let's do the card. Do you want to? Um, the only thing I wrote down, or? I I cracked up at your uh, Thanksgiving promo codes. <laughs> twenty dollars yeah. off with the promo code Turkey, and twenty percent <laughs> off of the GA tickets. Uh, with the promo code uh, gravy. Yep, nice. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I laughed. What? I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, it, "It's amazing!" Everyone's like Cyber Monday, Black Friday discount. I was like, "No, turkey and gravy." Right. <laughs> I, I see you got like the gorilla team too. Like, there's people <laughs> posting f- posters. There's like a bunch of people with their own promo code. It's yeah. really like. But like there's you there's a way you can get involved as a fan and like yeah we set up a, a street a team before six and yeah. there's a group of people that just took that and ran with it like crazy and so we're like all right like here's some mm-hmm. flyers they each have their own like personalized promo code you guys yeah. go nuts do whatever you're gonna do and they take it to different degrees I mean some people are stapling flyers to telephone poles around the city I'm yeah, like hey I'm seeing it yeah go for it whatever yeah. you want to do mm-hmm. nice so. great idea um, cool all right should we can we slow down the brief, bro or no? slow down whoa. I got I got more th- more questions before. Oh, we okay. Jump in. Sorry, I, I, sorry. I'm not staring okay. at an agenda. <laughs> you're not yeah. staring at an agenda. Maybe right. you're on the wrong side of the computer. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm in the the <laughs> shot. You're I'm the sitting shot. so uncomfortably right now, but it, it's all good. You're good, bro. We what see you. other questions. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard our the episodes that we have with you, like post edited, like ones that are out live. Uh, it was Charlie's idea initially to post the, the to because we do an entry song for everybody. It's always mm-hmm. different or something that relates to the episode. And we all, we ever since the first time we've gone with Warriors Cry, like, what do you think of that song? I don't think we've ever asked you. You, you mean from the being the elite Warriors Cry? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it, it's uh, when they were doing when they were dropping in to um, random indies earlier in the year. They were posting like song lyrics of the city they were coming to, and like I would just kept hope like. I just kept hoping one day they just post <laughs> Warriors Cry with just like a repeat on like Warriors Cry, Warrior, Warrior. So I love the song. The first time I heard it on Being the Elite, I was like, oh, what 80s movie is this from? <laughs> it sounds it perfect. Has that, yeah. And no, their dad just wrote it because he is a Southern California 80s guy. Like, I think their dad might have been the Karate Kid. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like it's straight out of, right? Yeah. I think uh, maybe it was like Cold or someone thought the same thing. It sounds yeah. so 80s. Like, but it's such a good song. It is it absolutely the like getting to work song from the eighties. Like, well, the football team's gonna start practicing. Dun dun dun, you know who thought like it was an eighties song? It was uh, Trent. So Trent, being the you know Impact guy, he yes. doesn't know what's going on outside of Impact, and he's like, "What is that song that you guys play for Steve every time?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I always wanted to yes, ask Trent. You, there is a world of wrestling beyond Impact. <laughs> Oh my gosh! He, he's, he, there's a world out there. He just came back from Egypt, I think. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. his pictures. It's like, where in the world is Trent? Yeah, we gotta have him on soon so he can match this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so make sure catch that me he's, up until cool travel. No, I gotta go somewhere fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been working your tail off, so you should. You should I should. I, I owe myself a vacation. Yeah. Summer, right? That's when uh, teacher slash faculty go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I might go uh, spring break. Mm. I'm going to Montreal. But um, there you go. Yeah, so that'll be nice. I've never been. Uh, I've been to Canada once, but never that part. Canada's of Canada. Canada's got so, some wrestling, right? Oh, Canada's got some big time wrestling. Mm-hmm. So 
We'll see. Maybe I'll try to swing over to Toronto if Alpha One's having a show and see Paige and Space Pirates and everybody. <laughs> It'd probably be fun. Yeah. All right. So before we jump into the card, <laughs> now this is that time, okay, Charlie? <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll Let's allow go it. ahead and uh, you know just sign off to the Instagram people. Okay. Goodbye, Derek and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Charlie do that. Yeah. Uh, Prince Petty was there. He said hi. Oh, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Tyler. And now, and then share to story. Yeah. Chris, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Well, it was good. No, <laughs> I'll say it was good. <laughs> okay. Um, Family we stuff. went to yeah we went to Carla's parents' house. My parents, you know, came over to. Um, as I told you, my w- weird wild turkey uh, story. I had to go pick up a turkey like in the middle of Illinois. It was a freshly killed turkey. Oh damn! And then um, you're like real pilgrims. Chris, <laughs> Chris had to go track it down. Track it down and kill it himself. Shoot it. Yeah. Shot yeah. it with a musket. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out all the pellets with tweezers. 20 pound turkey i cooked it it took forever okay eight hours eight hours in the oven um but it came out it came out great so when did you do it you did it before you went to bed and then you woke up no 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 so because i was already like estimating okay if i put the turkey in the oven by 11 like it'll be ready by five six o'clock Oh, so you but, did like a... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. around 6 p.m. Time, yeah. But um, no, like by 6, it wasn't ready and checked it at 7. Like, nope, not ready yet. Oh, boy. And then, 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 the, the, then, then the I started... Then yeah. yeah. Like, let me get some CBD oil because I'm stressing out right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, by 8 o'clock, it was, it was done. It was ready. Everybody was hungry. So everybody had a good time. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Congrats on that. It was, it was not easy, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I stressed yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And every year, every year I stress out about it, but now I got turkey duty every year. I don't know if I'm going to drive two hours to go get a turkey, no, but not worth it. Clearly, you deliver every year. This way, you keep <laughs> getting the job. Yeah. Two words Boston market. Boston market. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's man. That's the worst. Just a bunch of sliced turkey. <laughs> How about you guys? Steve. It's good. It's good. We do a giant one by my mom's house, like I was saying earlier. And, yeah, um, that's right. Tinley Park, right? Yep. Uh, down in Tinley, where I grew up. And then uh, up in Mundelein the next day, my girlfriend's family, they did chicken pot pie Thanksgiving, which is really nice. So it's not turkey every day. And then just, yeah, just hanging out. I mean, Are you still the new guy there? Or are yeah. you like, yeah? Yeah, I'm the new guy up by her place. Um, and she was new down to my family here for Thanksgiving this year. But um, my, family's in t- my, t- my family's a lot. As I mentioned before we went on the air, my extended family's like 45 to 50 people. So it's just enormous. Like enormous. there's tables in every, you know, kids are eating off of coffee tables in the basement. Like right. everybody's everywhere. But I love it. I love that crazy family energy. And just for me, Thanksgiving is, is you know, wrestling around with kids, eating obviously, but then particularly eating dessert. So yeah. like, I'm like stuffing's good, turkey's good. I want to have every pie, every cake, eclair cake, mm. cheesecake, pumpkin mm. pie, chocolate cake. It's a smorgasbord of desserts. Mm. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So it's pretty darn good. Yeah. How was your football? I know you played football. I, play, I played in the Turkey Bowl. Oh, how'd that go? It was great. Uh, here she comes on cue. <laughs> is our, our, we need to figure out her name so we can properly address who this woman is. Who you should have her on the show as a guest. We should. Um, she says excuse me a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of times when she comes in. I know I've openly talked about her like in the hallway, and she still says hi to me. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe there she doesn't know a lot of English, or she's just very nice. But mm. 
Yeah, I had uh, not to brag or anything, but I Ooh, had how the, many touchdowns? No, I didn't have any touchdowns this year. <laughs> but I had the I had the MVP last year, which is Ooh. a laminated menu from a twenty four hour diner. That's the MVP trophy. Nice. Yes, and then everyone, if you get the MVP, you write your you sign your name in it, and then the year, and you sign it next to like your favorite dish. What's the diner? It's called Fred's Place okay. on Lake Street in Elmhurst. Okay. Yeah. And I gave that, so the, I, I had brought it with me, and then we had a game. Uh, I, I think the best play, I called a wide receiver screen for myself, like, accidentally. I was just trying to call, like, w- wacky plays because it's the turkey bowl. <laughs> but then I gave it to my friend Joe, who hadn't played in a few years, and then came in and, like, threw all these touchdown passes that were, like, a hair away from being deflected, but they made it through. Huh. So I gave the trophy to him, and Very then... Nice. There's like a tradition where everyone tells like stories and then everyone says what they're thankful for and things like that. So we did that. And that That's adorable. Fun. Did yeah. you start the Turkey Bowl? I didn't know. I didn't. These are all people I went to high school with. Okay. Either in my... From IC? From IC. There you go. Yep. From my age or like ages older or younger. So it's like a span of like five years of like graduating classes. That cool. Play. And then watched the Bears win at my mom's and... Went to Margaret's Lake House for like a day and a half. Okay. Won a bunch of money from her relatives in LCR. Have you ever played LCR? LCR? No. no. It's a it's a dice it's it's a dice game. I don't want to get into it because I'll just be talking about it forever. But so you robbed like her grandmother. <laughs> Everyone's <playing> dice. <laughs> Everyone starts with actually I don't know if any grandparents are there. No grandparents were there, so it was an enjoyable family atmosphere. Um, Oh, oh man! Yeah, grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> but you have three. Di- everyone has three dollars, and then you roll at least three dice. And on the dice, there's two dots. There's a, a bunch of dots, and then there's the letter L, the letter C, and the letter R. If an L, C, or R comes up, C means you put the dollar in the in the center, which is the pot, and mm-hmm. it never leaves. L means you pass a dollar to the person to your left. R means you pass a dollar to the person to your right. Oh, okay. I've played this. Yeah. Okay. And then once all the dollars go into the pot and there's a person with one dollar left, if they roll a dot, which is basically like a neutral, yeah. then they get the pot. Yeah, we, ju- we didn't call it LCR. We just called it left, right, center. But yeah, it's the same exact thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love right Charlie's center. just trying to sound cool. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. <laughs> That's what they Ooh. call it. No, I know exactly what you're doing. It's fun. Yeah, that was the highlight. Nice. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but all right. We can get to it. All right. Well, now we're, we're wrestling serious. seven. Yeah. All right. The card. Charlie made this agenda. So he started off with the Lucha Scramble. Doesn't happen very often. Ooh. Uh, I, I assume you might start off with the Lucha Scramble. <laughs> you know, we're not sure, actually. Okay. And um, is the So the order is not set yet? So the or order is, is in flux because of the surprises we're working on. Oh. And so some of the surprises <laughs> might be time-based surprises. Okay. So the order is not... I mean, we have a working order, but it depends on confirming some surprises. Okay. Is Cage pissed that there's too many matches on the card? Yes or no? You know what? No. I think Cage... <laughs> here, I, I think it's one of those things where... Like kind of like the way Meltzer talks about PWG, like early matches should not go X long and they shouldn't have this many spots. Except in PWG, it just works and it just happens. Brian Cage is always like, a card should have seven or eight matches. Then he shows up, he's like, you have eleven matches. I was like, I know, Brian, I'm sorry. And then the crowd's hot the whole night, and he's like, whatever, it works. Like, <laughs> so I think that's where Cage is as far as matches on the card. Okay. 
So this Lucha Scramble match is made up of Black Taurus, Drago, Aerostar, Ray Oris, Templario, and Soberano Jr. There's an edit there. There is an edit there. So a couple of things. So that, that was our original idea. And I don't think that the CMLL brass are listening, so I'll be honest. Mm. CMLL got involved, mm. and so that idea went away. And then um, we looked like we were doing two matches, a four-way, Drago, Aerostar, Taurus, and Ray Horace, and then the rematch of Templario Soberano. Well, we just found out Soberano is out. Okay. So he has a match against Negro Casas that came up that night, and CMLL basically said he's doing this match somewhere on tour in Mexico. Sure. Mm. So we're down Soberano. We've done a couple of things. One new wrinkle to add, and you were the first people to know this publicly, is that first there's going to be a five-man scramble. Drago, Aerostar, Black Taurus, Ray Horus, and one Gringo Loco, what? king of the scramble match. Why not? So, yes, there's going to be a five-man scramble. For the with, golly title. Right for the, <laughs> is it yes. for the golly title? No, but I could ask. <laughs> Somebody ask. call Carlos. Let's do it. Well, that means Gring, well, I guess Gringo. As long as Gringo win, keeps the title with him. He forgot it at Freelance last month. Oh, Gringo. Oh, I didn't even notice that he didn't have it with him. Uh, no, no, he brought it with him, he but he forgot it, it at Freelance. Oh, he forgot it. Yeah. 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 Ember picked it up. Let okay. me talk to Gringo and Golly. Let's <laughs> see what I can do. But right now, it's just for <laughs> supremacy of amazing luchadorness. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see if it might be, we can maybe do it for the Golly title. Um, so that's one edit. Um, another edit is we lost Soberano, and, and we're not sure if this person's going to jump right into his place or if we're going to shuffle a couple things up. But in his place, we have... The TNA, or excuse me, the Impact X Division Champion Ace Austin. Boom. So, uh, also, it may be an X Division title defense. We're not quite oh. sure. Either. So, there's a couple things that might happen there. So, the Luchas, we're getting a five man scramble. Templario, we're not sure what's happening quite yet. Mm -hmm. Ace Austin is also entering the fray. They may have a match. We'll see what happens. Cool. I've been That's watching awesome. a ton of that 90s X Men cartoon on Disney Plus, and there's, <laughs> a, lot, there's a lot of Gambit on it. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Yeah, Mon cher. yeah. I know. Do a terrible gambit accent. I've just no. I've been to, I've been to, like quoting him as well, just as poorly. But I won't do it on this. Did podcast. you see Good. the video that Brian Cage put on Twitter of him watching X Men when Disney Plus came out? I think so. Yeah. And Melissa Santos walks past, and she's like scantily clad, and she like turns, and Cage is like, "Move! I'm watching X Men." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And Brian and you, Cage, and you problems. can't skip the intro. You got to watch the whole intro every time. My. Well, among other disappointments, mm -hmm. one of my great disappointments in all the X-Men movies is that no one put the song in there. Like, really? We couldn't do it for First Class or Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Just put the X-Men song Please. somewhere. Yeah, so maybe it's like playing on the radio or something, or yes. it's just like in the background. Everyone dropped the ball. Oh, that would have been cool. Like yeah. In the background of radio, something like that. Mm -hmm. And you're wearing your Lucha Underground. We oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. All luchadors. It yeah. is a Lucha Sweatshirt. Underground infusion this time around. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Mm -hmm. on the ground. It, was, it was innovative. It was cool. It was it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, they they're the ones that brought Pentagon and Phoenix to yes to the world to the world. Even you though yeah, they've been that. wrestling in AAA or whatever, but like Lucha Underground gave them that platform. I agree. Yeah. Um, Blake Christian versus Carlos Romo. Yes. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with either Blake or Carlos. Carlos was on Warrior Three right. with A Kid against the Lucha Brothers, mm -hmm. and they just you know if I were to rank. All of my favorite um, warrior matches, that's easily top three. 
which Team White Wolf versus the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, it and was you have that on YouTube, right? Yeah, we have it for Ooh. free on YouTube. You yeah. guys should so release a maybe when you get to like ten or something. You guys like should a release best of like a like a top ten matches so far or something like that. We thought about doing like a bracket and asking fans to vote. And Mar- hey, March is coming up. March is coming up. Yeah, we, we could have, do. We have a bracket. We could we, we could help could them out. Do yeah, we could do a co-promoted bracket. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Romo was here for for Warrior Three, and he and Akid tore it up with the Lucha Brothers, and he is coming back. He is working hard to establish himself he moved to england six months ago eight months ago ish and he's been doing the british scene for the last you know half year or so just tearing he's from it up. spain right? he's from spain they're from madrid and um he is getting himself here for the show he when we we've loved carlos since we first met him and when we said we're doing a new show i'm not sure if we can bring you in from europe he's like i'll get myself in from europe I'm like what Whoa. So he wants, he's hungry. He wants yeah. to stake his flag on the American scene, and, and, and he loves working with us. We love working with him. Blake Christian has really come up on GCW as of late. He's done Black Label. He's done a bunch of others. Right. But he is just unbelievable. He's got a reverse 450 out of the ring. He's got this running, like, reverse Spanish fly into the turnbuckle. He's got all these moves that Will Ospreay retweets online and is like, mm-hmm. what F this? Like, I can't believe it. Like, well... We got Blake Christian. So Blake Christian and Carlos Romo, they are hungry, and they are going to make a statement. Yeah. I fear for anyone who has to follow that match. Just, you well, know, I, I don't know, but just so far as we're going in order, in the order that we're going in, I think this would be a great match to send into send off to intermission. Yeah, we're actually having a lot of internal discussions. Like, all right, do we do that one? Do we do the new Lucha Scramble? Wow. Do we do whatever we're Chris, doing? are you these? on the booking committee for one? No. I, I submitted my resume, but it's, uh, it's still I mean, pending. It's in, I mean, it's in <laughs> HR. It's in processing. <laughs> they so. haven't gotten back to you on it yet. Right. Yeah, no, we'll, you know, our people will let you know. If we, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But no, that match is going to kill. It's going to absolutely kill. Yeah. He's uh, got that, he's got that uh, Alex Zane out of nowhere feel, Blake yes. Christian. Not to, I'm not saying that they're the mm. same person. But uh, like high flyer, this all of a sudden this guy's booked everywhere, kind of. Feeling. Yeah, and he's as good as his hype. Sometimes in wrestling, as you guys know, somebody gets a cool gif or a cool t- twenty second clip, and then you see him live, and you're like, oh, they can do that corkscrewing upside down, whatever. But they're not like that's all they got. Blake, like Alex Zane, is an all around incredible worker, and you're just like, oh wow, this guy can only get better. Yeah, nice. Um, up next, we have the Rascals versus. Chaos, Will Ospreay, Rocky Romero, and Amazing Red. Rocky Romero is going to be there. I forgot about that. Right? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and Amazing Red. Yes. And, well, Will Ospreay. Fuck. Like, Wait, <laughs> so is Amazing Red in chaos? I haven't been I've watched He's Japan not formally in, while, in chaos, although he's wrestled with chaos when they okay. did a New Japan tour of the States. Cool. And um, when he's done his couple of dates in Japan, he's teamed with the chaos guy. So right. he's not a card-carrying member. I mean, we could call it Chaos and Friends, but Chaos is just... Oh, yeah. Amazing. Will Spray said that that was his dream match, had yes. it with Red. Yes. Red Chaos. Yeah. yeah. Red, <laughs> red, red Chaos. That's red a pretty... Chaos. You should be on the book. Yeah. Let me find that resume. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this match is... It's another one of those... And, and our philosophy has long been, and we've talked about it on here, we work with the talent, right? So we when we built this show around Osprey, mm-hmm. and because um, basically we, we've been talking to Will for a year and a half. We, we have first started talking to Will in May of 18. He was supposed to be on Warrior 2 last August, the show with Rey Mysterio. But uh, he needed to be in 
England the night before and Japan the day after. And like literally with the date line, like it couldn't work. Like it, the, the booking couldn't work to get him from London to here to Japan in time for his Japanese book. That would be insane. Nice. I would right? not want to be that him. <laughs> yeah, so it have been three sh- three uh, shows three days in a row, but with losing the time, like he yeah, would like it just continents. wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So um, so we had to pull out of it before we ever announced it for Warrior Two. So we've been talking to Will on and off for a year and a half, and and right around Warrior Six in August and beginning of September, we were talking with Will, and we we're like, give us a day, like. You're the greatest wrestler on planet Earth. Give us a day, and we'll. And, and he came back with, "I think I can do Friday, December thirteenth." And we went, "Great! Our next show is Friday, December 13th. <laughs> and so, in keeping with what we try to do, we then worked with Will to, to put together, a, like, what match would you want? Like, we yeah. want you to be happy. So we're gonna fly you from Tokyo to here. What do you want to fly to Chicago from Tokyo for? And so we we kicked around a lot of different ideas. Originally, we looked at a tag match with Robbie Eagles, who's partner in, in Birds of Prey over in. Uh, New Japan, but Robbie's sister is given birth that day, or she's slated to give birth that day, and he's like, I feel mm. like I should be, I was like, Robbie is cool, dude. Like, <laughs> so, then we talk with Will, what, what else would you like? And and we put together, he said, what if we did a trios? What if you got Red, I just wrestled Red, what if Red and I came together, you add somebody like Rocky Romero, and you know, and then we started kicking around other opponents, and we came to the Rascals, and Will went, that's the match. He goes, that is the match, I want that match, I'm going to fly to Chicago from Tokyo for that match. And it was yeah. just like, wow, yes, sir. Yeah, that's really cool that you have the liberty to be that customizable, I guess, right? That's what we try to, I mean. Yeah, but the, also like you're putting it on the table, but you can also make what he, he is envisioning. Mm-hmm. You're allowing him to envision what he's envisioning you can do. Uh, so the very first show we booked, quick tangent story that ties into that. I over like wrote it, so to speak, because I'd never booked a wrestling show before. So I laid out a lot of ideas for matches and a variety of other things. And I was kind of over, not overbearing, but I just I gave people like a lot of stuff. And I learned from the wrestlers at Warrior One, like, just lay back. Like, like this is you tell us how much time we have, what you want the finish to be, and we'll do our thing. You you gave them a lot of sorry, not to cut you off, but you gave them a lot of direction as like how the match should be. Or like ideas about like how their characters can interact and various other things. Okay. I wasn't sure what they needed from us. So I over provided. Okay. And we learned at Warrior One, and then we've learned in every subsequent one again, more and more and more, they're the professionals, right? And so, like, we've had um, Warrior shows where we've got a finish laid out, and Tessa will come up and be like, hey, like, I don't mean to be a pain, but like, would you consider if we maybe did it this way or this way or this way? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. Like, that's a great idea. It's way better than ours. You're Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. And while we, we don't take everything that somebody suggests, we know where we stand in the food chain. Like Brian Cage knows way better than I do what would be a great finish to this match. So right. we want to as much as we can sure. work with the people who know what they're doing and not right. pretend like we know better than them. So in laying out matches, that that's kind of the goal is like, hey, you're Will Ospreay. What is a match that you would get excited about? Yeah. And the reality too is that this is true of all work in life. It's going to be a better show if everybody's incentivized to, to want to do their best. So yeah. who do guys want to be wrestling? How do they want to be wrestling? And where that overlaps what we're seeing, where the two overlap, let's do it. Right. No, I, I think that's that's very self-aware of you as a, I don't know, a booker man or just like yeah. a promotion. We try. Yeah. That's really cool. So who haven't you reached out to? Because <laughs> you're, you keep saying, yeah, we reached out to this person X amount of months ago. It, there's probably more, so there's probably more still pending that you haven't received a response from, right? Right now, of like individuals. Yeah, so we're as we're ramping up to seven, we're starting to to lay the groundwork for eight, and there, 
every show, you know, Eric and I have the motto of we run every show as if it's our last. So if we get the plug pulled, if you know we get shipped off to war, whatever happens, we we go out saying like we're so proud of that final show. Yeah. And so every show we're like. Well, damn! We just had Mick Foley. Where do we go from here? Like, let's go back to Osprey and see if Osprey is available. So we're starting the initial reaching out to people for eight. Where we're like, well, damn! We just had Minoru Suzuki and Will Osprey and you know Kurt Angle. Where do we go from there? We're like, all right. Well, let's go back to the well and see if maybe this person would do it or maybe that person would do it. So it's yeah. it's an exciting process. Who's your Mo- who's your Moby Dick? Osprey was for a long Osprey time, was your Moby Dick? Okay. and now you know. Knock on wood, all things go well in the next ten days. We're pulling that whale in. Okay. So, um, have you DM'd Undertaker? Yes or no? When? All right. So do you remember? <laughs> yes. Not DM'd him, but I reached out to his representative. Okay. For that like would a, be insane. I just got like, <laughs> for a two-week span this past spring. Was this year or last year? It was this year. Undertaker created a Twitter account right, and put right. accepting bookings. Yep. And it was like, so I emailed that you, my phone blew up from 20 people texting me. I emailed his rep and we went back and forth that night. Ooh. Like two days. And then the day later, Undertaker announced he was going to do Starcast at Double or Nothing. And then it got pulled. And then a day later it got pulled and yeah. he pulled the Twitter account and it was all over. Because uh. WWE basically came out and said, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm I'm on a Legends deal. Like, I'm going to take bookings and get myself paid. And WWE was like, no, 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 no. And they restructured his deal and paid him more money and he came off the market. Sure. But I talked to his person. It was the most insane and expensive thing I've ever... It's been reported, so I'll share it because it's been publicly reported. $20,000 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With like a three-hour minimum, so like sixty thousand dollars for three hours of the Undertaker. Who can afford that? Well, that's even doing the math. We're like, all right, if we charged a hundred dollars an autograph, and we did a hundred people an hour, that's ten thousand an hour. We're still losing ten thousand an hour. Right? Like, like it just didn't make any sense. So we tried to get the Undertaker. I'm so glad I asked that question. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we joked about Shawn Michaels earlier on the Instagram thing. Like, I don't know. Somebody can find me Shawn Michaels. I mean, you can't wrestle, but we're having Kurt Angle do an appearance. Right, right. I'll take the heartbreak, kid. You're really... it's po- Anything's possible now. Yes. Anything's in my head, at least. So. Well, and, excuse me, as we said a few moments ago, too, I think as long as we keep treating people as well as we possibly can. Right. I think hopefully that word gets around of like, no, this isn't a joke. They're going to treat you well. There's going to be a ton of fans there. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. So. Stick to the basics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole Undertaker thing threw me off. I was like, damn, I didn't even think that would be a possibility. I don't know afford that. Yeah. You know what? Uh, well, they just, even WWE just charged, what, 140 bucks uh, an autograph, I think? Yeah. At the convention he was at? Yeah. I, I think he's well. Actually, that's the Jeez. that's the answer. He's priced for conventions. Right. He's not priced for one-off wrestling shows. He's priced for like C two E two and Comic Con, yeah. and 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 maybe some big sure. company wants to get him at their table at Comic Con to promote their product. That's what he was priced for. Sure. Yeah. I guess I don't. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I'd have to see relative like how much those Comic Cons make or something. But yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Okay. That makes so more that, sense. So that's to me. how I think he was priced, or he yeah. was just totally delusional as to what anyone can pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the Undertaker, so yeah. Well, he was getting paid at Starcast, but yeah, I was gonna say Conrad Thompson could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had him lined up for Starcast. That's true. So all right, uh, women's match. Yes. 
Holly Dodd versus Savannah Stone. Yes. One half of the Twisted Sisters. Mm-hmm. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Holly Dodd. Been on it once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's great. Absolutely great. I haven't seen her in Chicago in a while. A while. I think she did a Shimmer show this year. Oh, maybe. That might have been it. Yeah. Um, so she's based out of Cleveland. She's awesome. Savannah Stone's based out of St. Louis. You know, our thought here was in, in just the year and a half that Warrior has been operating, with the creation of AEW, the expansion of New Japan, Ring of Honor doubling down, and, and WWE expanding NXT, so much talent got sucked up like a vacuum really quick. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking for you know six months, gosh, we might not have talent access to great talent in the future, and, and luckily that hasn't proven to be the case. But our thought was, let's find two women who are next. So Tessa couldn't be on the show because she's got a family commitment that night. And so she'll be on the next show. She'll be on Warrior 8. But um, we said, you know, instead of trying to find people who already have some cachet, let's find the next women. Okay. And we thought Holly Dead and we thought Savannah Stone from a strong style. Um, I mean, they can, they can chain wrestle. They can, they've got some speed, but they can slug people in the face. And we thought mm-hmm. this is going to turn a lot of heads. It's going to be a tough women's match. So we thought even if people don't know who they are going in, they're going to know who they are coming out. Yeah. Have you ever given it some thought about bringing some women of uh, CML? You know what we've talked Good about? Good question. Um, I don't know that we've ever really gotten the connection with the women. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of connections in the men's locker room down there. I'm sure if we asked, we could kind of bridge it over. Because there's especially some women that have a lot of draw and a lot of buzz to them. Yeah. That might be cool against like a Tessa maybe down the line. Or, yeah, yeah. But um, we just haven't looked too seriously into it, but we should. Just some foot for thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's, some, there's a pool of talent there. And, and I know their women's division is, is definitely picking up and has good buzz. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked to some of the American women in AAA. So obviously Tessa, um, but uh, and that actually might be an issue with Tessa being AAA, fighting a CMLL girl. We'll see. But we talked to Taya. We've talked to a few other people mm-hmm. in AAA, but not CMLL yet. Cool. Cool. Robert Anthony and Frank the Clown. The dynamic duo. <laughs> I can't Steve, Steve <laughs> bit his lip and shook his head, I think, when you said those names. <laughs> I guess Jake Atlas. Yes. Holy shit. Jake Atlas. He's so good. He's so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. He's also the nicest human you've ever met in your life. And he is doing a bunch right before he goes, right? Yes. I don't know when he reports to the center. I but think January. I don't know that for a fact. Okay. And, and he's, you know. I'm waiting for that photo where he just he stands with a gray T-shirt. And then you know, okay, that person's <laughs> Then actually, it's legit, yeah. yeah. And he and he's never, t- he's not told me factually. I mean, we've all heard it's WWE, yeah. but, you know, they tell him not to tell anyone, so. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but no, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And... Honestly, I think he and Ego match up perfectly. I've said it on this podcast before. Ego can do literally anything. Yeah. The guy can wrestle Lucha style. He can brawl. He can chain wrestle WWE main event style. And I see Jake as a similar... I always look at motion and how guys move and how guys function in the ring. And I see them as being very similar. And I think they're going to gel really, really well. And then you've got Frank, who's just Frank. (laughs) Yeah, that's about all I can give him. (laughs) <laughs> it's Frank. It's just fucking Frank. He's just fucking Frank. Oh, Frank. Um, yeah, and going back to that, Eagle can't do anything. He was a cow at AEW recently. He sent... <laughs> uh, so Eric and I and our buddy Jake were at AEW sitting in the seats, and he's like, you're about to see me. We're like, what are you talking about? And he sent us a selfie from inside the cow. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, Lance Archer versus Brian Pillman Jr. Yes. Yeah, this one's cool. Uh, I just want to say, like, 
I don't know with Brian Pillman Jr. and Ego, I feel like you have a really established mid card now. Like these guys feel like regular, yeah, state of regular like center staples. And you know, it's interesting. So Eric sense. and I have had the discussion of do we keep coming back to certain guys or do we we funnel new people in? And we're always trying to funnel new people in. But when you come back to like an Ego or a Pillman, it's like you know what? Why would we not book this person? They're so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like Ego and Frank are such a great heel duo. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we, we cycle them out to keep them fresh and replace them with who's better? I, I don't know. Same thing with Pillman. Find me a better natural baby face on God's green earth, <laughs> yeah. and I will pay you $5 in Chinese <laughs> money right now, which I have in my wallet. Long story. Um, Brian Pillman walks through the curtain, and everyone just loves him. Brian Pillman walks into a fan fest, and everyone just loves him. Right, and and you know he what? Walks he, into the barber shop. The he barber loves the barber him. shop, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh man!" Um, but he's he's so and he's such a good worker in the ring, and he's young in the business too. He's like three years in, two and a half, three years in. And oh he can shit! Fly, and he can wrestle, and he can that. move, yeah. and he can sell, and he can do everything. And you're like, this kid's incredible. I mean, I. He's signed to MLW on like a semi-exclusive thing, I think. But like, I am shocked WWE and AEW aren't backing the Brinks truck up for this kid. Mm-hmm. I say kid like I'm a 60-year-old man. Yeah. No, that's uh, it's probably a good balance you have between staying different and staying fresh, but also recognizing that this person is an anchor. Yeah. So I mean, why, I mean, we only run four times a year. If we ran 12 times a year, sh- sure, we'd maybe rotate certain guys out more. But you know what? No. The four times a year that you come to see Warrior, you're going to see Brian Pillman. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Um, Helgen versus Adonis. Yes. Uh, we talked, well, Charlie brought up the, like, they, you know, Adonis' track record. He's and on the path to the he's champ. He's on the path. Yeah, we've talked about this. This is yeah. uh, this is one I would put it for sure. I put it for, well, unless they have like a feud, but I, I think I'd put it for sure. Victor in this one for Adonis Ooh. for Adonis because I think it really solidifies a claim to the to the throne. I guess. And I will say this too, totally pulling the curtain back, as we said earlier. Uh, Sam wanted this match. So Sam, people know him from CMLL as the big heel and the Trump gimmick, whatever. Mm. He's done several tours of all Japan. He can wrestle a damn good Japanese strong style. Okay. And he said, I want to wrestle a Japanese strong style. I said, and frankly, again, totally behind kayfabe, right? So he's wrestled character heel. He's wrestled all these different things for us. He's like, I mm-hmm. want a Japanese strong style match. And we're like, well, great. We were thinking of pairing you with Elgin. He's like, done. We ran it by Elgin. Elgin goes, hell yeah, let's do it. We'll burn the place down. And so you got two guys that are highly motivated to go out there and have a big man strong style Japanese match. It's it's going to be fantastic, and they're going to beat the piss out of each other. That yeah, Absolutely. it's going to be wild. Yeah, um, is it? Do we have any like stipulations on the matches yet? Yeah, that's what I was trying to look at. I was no trying to squint my eyes at the pictures on Twitter. You know, to lately, see the... we've been seeing a lot of shenanigans happen with the refs, mm-hmm. and we just want to know if they're going to be calling it down the middle or they're going to look the other yeah. way. Like, is Sam on this card? <laughs> Sam Meadowood? Yeah, because yeah. um, he's seen to throw the rule book out the window. Yeah, he has, person. Sam. Um, yeah, I, I think Jeremy talked to him, but he's he's got a, a booking that night, so um, okay. he's not on the card for us. Yeah, Jeremy better call it right down the middle. Hey. We've seen so much trickery lately in the Chicagoland area. I was just gonna, it's yeah, no, we're, the goal is to be call it straight down the middle. So we have no, we had a street fight on the last one with Cajun Elgin. We have no gimmick matches um, announced or, or in the plans for this one. It's going to be straight down the middle, but different types of matches, right? A five man scramble, a six man right, tag, right. etc. But um, and different styles of wrestling. Very different. Our goal is always, as you guys know. Provide a buffet. Yep, that's right. And so I think you know, and this card you're going to get um, 
uh, you know, we talked about the Japanese strong style Elgin and and uh, Adonis. We talked about Archer and Pillman. It's going to be a beloved babyface versus monster heel. We talked about all the lucha stuff is going to be incredible. The up and coming guys with Romo and Blake. The women's match. Mercer buffet, Suki. buffet, buffet. Yeah. Versus you Tom got- Lawler. What the fuck? Like, right? <laughs> you got the stuffing, the cheesy potatoes, the French silk pie. The I'm just like all the different flavors of Thanksgiving. Which one is Suzuki mouth. versus Lawler? That's that eight-hour turkey. Yeah, Something that is. fucking knocks you on your ass. Yeah, the eight-hour yeah, turkey. The eight-hour turkey. <laughs> Followed by a stiff glass of Guinness. <laughs> yeah. So, I again, quick story. I don't know if I've shared this with you guys before. I don't think I did last time I was here because um, the match wasn't announced yet. So Tom Lawler is in a buddy's wedding that weekend in like Miami or something. And originally he was not going to be able to do the show. Tom Lawler's dream opponent is Minoru Suzuki. And I said, Tom, this is, this is the date. It's Friday, December 13th. Cause that's what we got Osprey and angle for. I said, if I can get Suzuki, I'm going to ask you, I know you have to say no, cause you're at a wedding, but I'm going to ask you first. And sure enough, we got Suzuki. So he's skipping the wedding. The wedding is itself is Saturday. Ah. So he's coming back to us. Wrestling Suzuki, getting on a 5 a.m. flight, flying down to Miami for his buddy's wedding. Oh, that'll be fun. Yep. And he'll be on cloud nine, too. Oh, my because God. Because he'll just head yeah. wrestled Suzuki. He's going to have like a broken face in yeah, the wedding. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's going to be standing up at the wedding with a, that, that neck brace around. Yes. His, yeah. But it, it was such a dream match of Tom that Tom was like, I'm going to come back from this wedding weekend and wrestle this match. And I'm so happy to be able to provide that to Tom. Yeah. We're also happy to provide that to our fans, right? Like the, the idea of like, who better than the legitimate UFC fighter turned amazing pro wrestler and the founder of Pancraze slash amazing Japanese MMM fighter slash most badass guy in the history of New Japan. Like... Insanity. Yeah. I, I, there might be teeth in the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to be because of Danhausen. No. <laughs> that was good. Uh, all right, we got the special appearance from Kurt Angle. Yes. Uh, still... Are you giving away anything that he's doing? It's just the special announcing. Yeah, you know. So actually, we we've got to finalize the the final details with Kurt's guy, but um, he's going to be addressing the live crowd. There are a lot of restrictions on what Kurt can and cannot do okay. because he's on a WWE Legends deal. Yeah. So it's not as free as like well, Mick Foley could do anything that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know what Fo- how he's Foley's not on a Legends deal. I don't know what his deal is. Or Foley just doesn't care. But Foley's like, yeah, Foley's gone. We're going to set Frank yeah, on fire. We're going to do this. And, <laughs> and I think I told you guys last time I was on, all of that was all Foley's idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Foley yeah. just you know called me one day. He's like, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I need you to buy tongs. I need you to buy a gasoline <laughs> tank. I need you to buy. I was like, yes, sir. Uh, There's an ace. Tower hardware five yes. miles from you? That's what we did. <laughs> Get it all we, there. I, I still have 60 yards of barbed wire in my principal's closet because I wrapped the bat and the rest of it. I don't know what to do with the rest of the barbed wire. Do they only sell it in? <laughs> yes, they only sell it in like farm length fence barbed wire. Oh, great. So anyway, so I don't know if Foley was just being Foley or what, but I th- but we have some pretty clear restrictions on what we can and can't do with Kurt. So we're kind of hammering out a final agreement with Kurt's guy. But he will appear to the live crowd. He will be there for FanFest. Cool. Okay, I was going to ask that. Is he going to be at the FanFest? Oh, yeah, he's the crown jewel of FanFest. With, with so many, I feel like there's usually like one long line, but there's going to be like three long lines like intersecting. Yes. There's going to be like an Osprey line, an Angle line. I don't, I don't know. A Suzuki a line. A Suzuki line. That's those are those, and they're all going to meet in the middle. Yeah. So don't get a table in the middle. Yeah, we're going to have to do some fun feng shui with how we set up FanFest. Yeah, you might need to bring in the movie theater. 
Oh, have you thought about that? The movie theater, like cones or something? Yeah, we have cones. We have like gym class cones we can set up. Yeah, I don't know that we have a lot of stanchions or red. Ask Coach rope. Murray if you can borrow those cones. <laughs> yeah, tell him you know I'll a guy, aka me. Yeah, I just saw. Actually, I think he's up for uh, Hall of Fame at IC. Oh, but, oh, I believe it. Yeah. yeah, that's not surprising to me at all. He deserves it too. Great dude. Good for him. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Murray. Mm-hmm. All right, the main event. Yes. I don't know. I mean, it's the main event because it's Cause for it's the world match, title, yeah. but everything looks like a fucking main event. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cage versus El Fantasmo for the World Wrestling Championship. Yes. Can you fill me on a Fantasmo? Once again, I have not watched it. Sure. Um, born and raised Canadian guy uh, from a Toronto, I believe. He is re- He moved to England years ago, really tore it up in the English scene. This year, he has set New Japan on fire. Um, he is the... Junior heavyweight tag champs with Ishimori. He went mm. super deep in the actual uh, Battle of the Super Juniors, okay. uh, including winning the Battle of the Super Juniors. He had an incredible match with Will Ospreay. He is basically Bullet Club's new badass wrestler. Okay. And he's been awesome all year. He and Cage have faced off twice before, and they were huge, awesome matches. One in Canada. I forget where the second one was. But uh, again, I, I talk with Brian Cage where it's like, hey, champ, you know, what do you think is the next big incredible challenge? And we talk about all the guys that are out there. And when ELP's name came up, Cage went, him, done, him, we'll steal the show. Okay. Good luck following that. <laughs> and so um, Cage is excited for the match. ELP is excited for the match. And they just have this incredible chemistry. I mean, and you guys know how Cage can move. You mm-hmm. know, for a big man, he can move incredibly agilely. So um, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. It's going to be pretty awesome. See, if I were to put my kayfabe hat on and I were to be an Adonis, an ego, sure. I would be pissed that I don't have a shot at the belt. Is that Would that be fair to, to assume? It would be, and who knows? Maybe that might factor into things on the 13th. Okay. You know, okay. Adonis <laughs> likes to... Get in and run in and matches. So mm-hmm. he does. This guy. I mean, I'm sure he, he's great. I haven't seen his work, but he just kind of, you know, got plucked out of the out of the vending machine, so to speak, by Cage. Yeah. Well, he came in that private jet that Steve is renting for oh, all yeah. the New Japan guys. Yeah, the Warrior Jet. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all black jet with the gold Warrior face on the side. Uh, great. Yeah, you might be on that someday, Chris. When you're on the book, if, I, if, I, if my resume ever gets looked at, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been no. paid for the LinkedIn premium, so I can pick <laughs> <laughs> trying too hard. Oh, that was such an adult uh, joke uh, that we just did. Right? Oh well, mm-hmm. that's the end of the card. Well, we just added today Riley McGuire from St. Louis versus Danhausen. So Danhausen is coming to Warrior Wrestling Seven. We need to have Danhausen on the podcast, Housen, if he's available. Housen. Well, we'll we'll be there. We'll we'll make an effort to bring. Yeah, we need to have Holiday back too because she sort of knows us. It works better if you have rapport. So maybe we'll say hi. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You guys know. You know, you'll be set up in there, ready to interview. We'll be at the fan fest. We're we're we want to encourage new people coming and talking to us. I, I completely understand if you're not comfortable on the mic or on the podcast. You don't. You can just talk to us, and we won't record. I would encourage that. Uh, but last time, and also the people who always stop by, we also love them too. Like Richard and Trent, we love those guys and we'll want them to stop by. Mm. But also the coolest part about the last fan fest was we met someone from Hawaii. We, we were uh, a bunch of different people. Like, and, and it's mm-hmm. cool just to talking to new people and just talking wrestling. And, yep. you know, like even people that were like, oh, I'm here for the all in weekend, but just 
there's this great card that I'm like, how can I miss out on that? Absolutely. So, we look at the spreadsheets every show of who bought tickets. And obviously during All In in 18 and All Out in 19, we had way more variety of people because they were in, like you said, mm-hmm. from all over. But we've sold tickets to like 16 countries. Yeah. Which blows Crazy. my... We had people you know, from Portugal, from Korea, from wherever. And the crazy thing is for this coming show, Warrior Muscle 7. was walking around. Yeah, Masa was here from Japan. Yeah, that's Japan. Um, Market. For Warrior 7, we have people flying in from Texas, from New Orleans, from Connecticut. And I was like, well, are you just coming? To-? They're like, no, we're just coming to your show. And I was like, oh my God. Like, the- So people who, are, who checked us out while they were here for All In or All Out liked it or liked the, the new card so much that they are flying to Chicago for our show. That's great. Like, oh man, yeah, no pressure, Steve. Exactly. That's <laughs> really cool. And the, the, we, I did meet someone from England who showed me his. And I don't. I, I'm not saying that our reach is. We don't have a spectacular reach. Our reach is local. That's where. Sure. If you want to come on this podcast, you're going to be listened to by the majority of our fans. By are Derek local. and Sean Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but a, a guy from England who Andrew, who likes to set up the ring crew, mm-hmm. who's a great guy. Brought in a guy from England, housed him for both of those shows, the all in, all out, and well, all in weekend. Oh, yeah, the whole weekend. Yeah. And he pulled up his phone, and our logo was in his phone, in his iTunes. And, I, and that to me was just like, that is exactly why we're at this fan fest. That is yep. exactly why we do this podcast. Is some some bloke, <laughs> which I don't, that might be a derogatory term, but it's a joke. But is listening to us in England right now, yeah. potentially, and. We get to meet all these cool people. So yeah, that's why I'm like, kind of like, let's encourage new new people coming up to us at the fan fest and just saying hi. It I have been blown away. So I jumped into this fully around the turn of the year from seventeen to eighteen. So nearly two years ago now, and just started coming to way more indie shows and we set up shows and getting to meet people and the, the ring crew and the light guys and everybody. I have been blown away at how awesome the wrestling community is. As far as people that either know our show or they have no idea who we are, but we just run into them at a PWG show or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you're wrestling fans!" Like, "Oh, cool!" Everybody loves everybody, yeah. And it is just such a cool thing to be a part of, right? You know, and and I just can't say enough good things about the wrestling community and how much people embrace and support each other all around the world. Yeah, I agree. It's just a, yeah, it's a euphoria of like people helping people and people being excited about the same thing. Yeah. And the same thing that they can be excited about in this environment, whereas you're excited about it in other places, and everyone's just confused as to what it is. Yes. It's just like everyone kind of understands what this is and yep. is excited about it. Everyone knows why they're here, and they're thrilled to be here. Yeah. Yep. It's euphoric. Yeah. All right. So make sure you come out to the show December 13th? Friday the 13th. Friday the yep. 13th. Yeah. And uh, I, I, oh, we understand that the freelance is running the same night. They are, which absolutely sucks. And um, the moment that we got the date from Osprey, yeah. I went through like all of my notes and things, and I was like, oh, no, I think there's a freelance show that night. The first person I texted after Eric was Matt Nix. And I was like, are you guys running the 13th? And he's like, yeah, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, all right, here's what we got going. Osprey just said he wants to do our show, but that's the only day he can do. And we talked about it, and we kicked around a lot of ideas for, like, do we try to do a joint show? Do we try to do a doubleheader? Do we try yeah. to do whatever? And ultimately, Nick just felt like, you know what? Like, let's just each do our own thing, and it'll be fine. His audience is a lot of walk up from Logan Square. But I still, like, in my heart, feel, like, this heavy weight of, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I can't say no to Will Osprey. No I, no, I get it. And that's why I wanted to address it, because 
whichever one you choose to go to, there's no wrong choice. And both are available after the fact on different streaming sites. Yep. You're going to witness both. One of them live, maybe both of them live if you want to drive to half and half. But you'll see both of them eventually. Yeah. And you should just pick whatever one you want to pick. So Yeah, I I cannot say enough good things. No offense to any other promotion out there. I cannot say enough good things about uh, freelance wrestling and how great Nick has been to me. From so when I started this almost two years ago now, I started by emailing AEW superstar. Man, R- I was just going to say he's got a I got all teary. He's zero and one in the singles division. <laughs> I, I started this whole thing by emailing a bunch of promoters all around the Midwest. No one was more helpful and wonderful than Matt Nick. They started a chant at the Sears Center. Come on, yes. like. Actually, People so it, it didn't have. So when he came out in the break before Cody came out, uh, I was there with Eric and our buddy Jake. And Eric hits me, goes, "It's, it's Nick's." I was like, "It's Nick's." Nick's is in there. I was like, "Oh, is he? Is he doing enhancement?" And so we tried to start as hard as we possibly could a mm-hmm. purple rain chant, mm-hmm. but it, it was just the three of us. Yeah. So we gave it up. But then once they announced. You know, Nick, and then we the, the freelance wrestling chants and the people holding up the shirts and whatever. Like, I had this out of body moment of like, I love that guy, yeah, and he's yeah. wrestling Cody on AEW, exactly. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, that was a great come together community moment. Oh, mm-hmm. god. So, so again, as you said, you know, if you choose, if you're out there listening, and you choose to go freelance instead of warrior, no hate from us, god bless you. I could not, if, if anything other than a warrior wrestling show. I would not be anywhere else other than a freelance wrestling show. So God bless you. Yeah. Cool. But I'm really looking forward to it. I should be able to... Uh, I have a holiday party tonight, but I will be at the Fan Fest. Cool. We will be there. Um, and then, you know, I'll probably watch the show after and yeah. get caught up in all the crazy stuff that's going on. Hopefully down. for the uh, recap of this show, we get Eric. Yes. We need the duo. Well, a- absolutely. Yeah, I-, I will talk to him, and he was actually. We'll, we'll, he'll be our Will Osprey. We'll we'll book around his schedule. Oh damn, <laughs> Eric! What day works for you? <laughs> yeah. I, is it a Sunday during the Bears game? Sure, I'm no, gonna. I tell can him. host it. It's not far from my house. <laughs> from your he house. actually, he's a Packers fan. So okay, he's so, families from Wisconsin. So we so. take everything back. Eric <laughs> is no longer Sorry, invited out of the podcast. Yep. Yeah, no, but yeah, I think yeah, putting the two of us together. I mean, it's it's a lot. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. We'll do. Um, all right, Steve, where can people get tickets? Where can they follow you on social media? Warrior Wrestling. WarriorWrestling.net is the website. Tickets, card, lineup, everything is there. Uh, Twitter is Warrior Wrestling with no vowels in wrestling, W-R-S-T-L-N-G. Same thing for Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, the show's Friday, December 13th, next Friday. Doors at 6, Bell at 7. The Fan Fest is 5 to 6.30, as we talked about. It's the best deal in wrestling. You can meet Kurt Angle, meet Minoru Suzuki, meet Will Ospreay, Brian Cage, everybody else in the card, plus some surprises. And, um, you you know, meet Chris and Charlie, which is really the, the whole draw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to put it into perspective... A fan fest ticket costs a hundred dollars. You just mentioned places would charge one hundred forty for an Undertaker. Correct. Kurt Angle would probably fall in that same range. Mm-hmm. So for hundred dollars, you get Kurt Angle, you get Will Ospreay, who will is a living le- will be a living legend yes. one day. Minoru Suzuki is a living legend. You can knock out all three of those, which is one hundred percent worth the price of a hundred dollars. Yep. You can talk to us. You can sneak in some other autographs. You can give Frank the Clown the finger. 
All for That's actually required for admission. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> Frank the Finger. Yes. So, yeah, no, but we're, we're super excited. So if you're listening and thinking about coming out next Friday, we'd love to have you. Uh, whether to Warrior or Freelance, just make sure you're not sitting on your couch, but you get out there and support independent wrestling. Right. Hells, there's, yeah. there's a lot of wrestling in Chicago, and wrestling is a buffet. Go wrestling enjoy it. Buffet. Amen. Exactly. You go eat your pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember, you can visit our website at twoheelsandaface.com. You can follow us on social media at Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. For merch, you can visit the Pro Wrestling Tea store. That's at prowrestlingtees.com slash twoheelsandaface. Uh, for women's cut baby merch and hoodies, it is hoodie season. Well, more, more like jacket season, but you can still, you know, wrap your hoodie. You can go to whatamaneuver.net and search for Two Heels and a Face. It's hoodie season one week, jacket season the next. Switch you it up. You never know, yeah. You just never know. And finally, if you want to get Two Heels and a Face pins, you can get them at wrestlingwithunicorns.org and also go ahead and check out their cool merch. Charlie, where can they find our podcast? We're on Spotify. I don't know if that applies to anyone out there, but I, ha- I have noticed that Spotify is coming in the SoundCloud statistics. Okay. So we can see if you're listening on some people listening on Spotify. And uh, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Hashtag push Paco. Hashtag Paco is your Paco, new. Paco Dunn got pushed. <laughs> <laughs> Paco got pushed. Paco Dunn got pushed. We weren't at the show. I felt horrible. I got to go back and watch. I have to go back and watch the show now. And he fucking did it. He, he did it. He fucking I, did it. I don't it. know how he did it, but I know he did it. We I, I don't want to know how until I watch it. We need to like get paco on a via call for like five minutes in the in the month of december and just like like all right dude it's been three years in the making yeah right? like we talked to you a while ago for 15 minutes is he minutes. big time in you what's the deal he won't do the show no we haven't asked him we hit deep in the archives we have like all these random i guess before we started like covering freelance and warrior and before we started getting i guess a little bit more expanding in the chicago land area yeah expanding a little bit more awareness. Like, we talked to Paco. That interview... And just we just have a random interviews that people don't know about. We talked to the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> yeah. We didn't Before even, like, the Lucha it. Brothers were a thing. Before the Lucha Brothers were a thing, we have this... And Chris did the whole, did it all in Spanish, correct? Yep. Yep. Ooh, and um, I don't even know what episode that's on. I couldn't even tell you where it is. See, that was in the early stages of podcasting. So, we were figuring things out. We were figuring things out. And uh, Paco, we haven't... A friend of the pod has been on it. But I feel like we need to like just tell verbally tell him congrats via pod or just in person and just like let yeah. him let I him. I think hear. every episode. I mean, we're in hundred. This is the hundred forty first episode, and I think we've hashtag push Paco for at least a hundred of them. Yeah. Oh at my the god. End. That it's and hashtag be the GPA are our two most commonly used <laughs> verbal and right, and they'll both always be relevant. There you go. I'm just so happy. So yeah, use ha, tweet at Paco. Ha, I don't know. Do we even use continue to push Paco? What's the new hashtag? Yeah, I, I mean, know. there's there's still an upper title. Yeah, hashtag push Paco. Hashtag yeah. push Paco. He hasn't Keep the momentum going. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag beat GPA, and uh, I think that's it, right? Hashtag Warrior Wrestling Seven or Warrior Seven. Yeah, well, either of them. Yeah, Warrior Seven is what we're using. Warrior Seven. Yeah. There, there we go. go.